Today I've got a wee little episode for you. And I just used the word wee. W-E-E. Have you heard this before? This is actually a word from Scottish, from Scotland, and it's still fairly common throughout the English-speaking world, or at least throughout the UK. Do you know what this means, we? I'm going to tell you the meaning at the end of this episode. Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture, with me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello, English learners. Welcome to the Level Up English podcast. Yes, that's right. Formerly known as the English with Michael podcast. I mentioned previously in my update episode that we have now changed to Level Up English. The podcast will be the same. The name and the picture have changed. And this is basically to match my new online school, levelupenglish.school. And today it is finally released. So if you want to sign up over there, you can make an account to make your profile, join the community forums, ask some questions there, introduce yourself. Then you can go over there. Also join the first course I've got there, which is a phrasal verbs course. Then you can go to levelupenglish.school. Yes, that is the real website link, levelupenglish.school. So check it out. I'll be mentioning that a little bit more in the future. And if you want to learn a bit more about that, you can listen to my previous update episode. So I'm really excited about Level Up English. So as always, guys, if you want to read the transcript for this episode, don't forget to check that out in the podcast description. There'll be a link where you can find the transcript and read along to what I'm saying as well. And very importantly, if you want to support this podcast and get a free $10 for online English lessons, then you can check out italki. So you can go to ewmichael.com forward slash italki. If you go to that link or click the link in the description, then when you sign up, you will get $10, which you can use for English lessons. And that'll be a big support to the podcast as well. So thank you very much if you can do that. And let me know if you have any questions about it, because I think it's a really good thing to take advantage of. Well, I find I've got so much more news recently. I've got so much more to talk about than I used to, but I'll try to keep these intros short. Another thing to mention is I've had a lot of good feedback from everyone who's taken part in my free email lessons. I've got one more email lesson coming out tomorrow and the topic is things that you find annoying. Things that annoy you. So if you're the kind of person that gets annoyed easily, then this will be a good lesson for you. So hopefully you'll like that email lesson tomorrow. Again, if you want to sign up for these free email lessons, you can just go to my website on my homepage, ewmichael.com. There'll be a link halfway down the page where you can sign up to these lessons. Every Thursday, new lesson for free. Okay, hopefully that wasn't too long. We can get into the main episode now because it's a really interesting one today. Um, a little while ago, I did an episode on Cornwall. 
This is my home county in the UK. There's a lot of interesting history and culture and language in Cornwall. So if you want to learn more about that, you can go back and check it out. So this was episode 21 and it was the languages of Britain, Cornish in brackets. I got a lot of good feedback on that and I heard the feedback and I decided to do something a little bit similar today. So I love history, I love geography, and I love culture. So today I want to combine all three, and I hope you like it too. First of all, my accent. This is something I want to say at the, at the top of this show. I have got a lot of questions over the course of this podcast about my accent. Many people say they love hearing me talk because I talk very clearly or slowly and other people have actually complained saying, Michael, I want you to talk naturally. Don't make your voice slow for us. That kind of made me think because I think it's a good question. Of course, you want to know, am I speaking naturally? You want to know what kind of accent I do have? I think that's a really good question to ask. Actually, the way I talk in this podcast is really not so different to how I talk in real life. I don't make any special effort to slow down my speech. I don't make any special effort to pronounce things like overly well. It's quite similar to how I talk with my friends. The speed is definitely the same. You know, I don't slow down for you at all. So this is my natural speed. Maybe I'm a slow talker naturally. I'm not sure. But you can be comfortable. If you can understand me now, then you should be happy because this is my natural native speed. The only thing that might be slightly different is I might have a little bit of a podcast voice. And I think this is kind of natural. You know, when you talk, say, like, if someone's talking on the radio, television or podcast, they they might change their voice slightly. And this is not always a conscious thing. It might be a kind of subconscious decision. But basically, it's just kind of to sound a bit better and to be understood a bit more easily. But I don't make any special effort to simplify my voice because I do think it's important for you learners to hear like real natural English. And that's also why I bring on so many guests from around the world, because I think English has so many accents and speeds and, you know, voices. So just to let you know, this is kind of my normal way of speaking, pretty much, pretty close. And the second part I want to get to is I want to explain the difference between England, Great Britain, the British Isles, the United Kingdom, Scotland, all these different places. There are so many names in just one island or one group of islands. And it's very confusing, even for people who live here. So I want to kind of summarise it quickly. And I'll also put a picture on the show notes page for this, which you can find at ewmichael.com forward slash the UK, the UK. But basically, the entire group of islands here is called the British Isles. The British Isles is made up of two main islands, that's Ireland and Britain. Ireland consists of 
Northern Ireland, and the Republic of Ireland. Britain consists of Scotland, Wales, and England. So when we say Britain or Great Britain, that is talking about the main island, but excluding the country of Ireland. Ireland. The British Isles is made up of two main countries, and that is Ireland and the UK, the United Kingdom. So if you say the United Kingdom, that refers to Northern Ireland, Wales, Scotland, and England. But the Republic of Ireland, also known, you know, you call it South Southern Ireland, that is not included in the United Kingdom. So that's a really quick summary. It's very confusing, but I really think the best way is to see a picture. So I'm going to put a really simple picture on my show notes page, and that should clear everything up. Because there is a difference. You know, all of these words are not the same. There is a difference between them. But it is very confusing, to be honest. And even I say the wrong word sometimes, so don't worry too much. But what I want to talk about today is the history and relationship between each kind of country within the island. So once again, we've got Ireland, Scotland, Wales, and England. If you go to Scotland or Wales and you say, and you call them English, you will be wrong. And they might even be quite offended by that, depending on who you say it to. And we're going to talk about why today. Why would they be offended? There is some interesting history that goes back a long way. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And actually, in the future, I want to make individual episodes on each region with a guest. I do not have too much knowledge on these different countries and regions. So I'm going to do kind of a general podcast now. But in the future, I want to talk to a Scottish guest, Irish guest, Welsh guest, and hear their opinion and their viewpoints on the situations as well. Surprisingly, they don't really teach this in schools in the UK. At least not in my schools anyway. So I didn't really know anything about the history of my country and kind of why it was formed this way. So I did a lot of research and I will tell you what I found. It's really interesting for me. Okay, so going way, way back to the Roman times. So you know, approximately 2,000 years ago, the Romans were in control of the island of Britain. And this Roman control of the country ended in the year 410. 410. And after that point, there were many kind of self-governing states around the island, and it had no central kingdom. So kind of like lots of tribes or lots of regions, but there was no central kingdom or government at this point. One of the reasons the Romans left in 410 was because of the constant invasions from the Angles and the Saxons. These later kind of became the first English people, but at this time they were kind of people that came from the region around Denmark and Germany, that kind of region. So those are like the original English people, you could say in some way. So when the Romans left, the Angles and Saxons were able to take control in about 450, the year 450. And that's because the Romans hadn't trained people to defend themselves. So, you know, we were invaded very easily. You know, I say we, but I don't really know 
who I am. I don't know where I'm from in this in this picture. So up until the year 927, almost exactly a thousand years ago, the British Isles consisted of various Anglo-Saxon kingdoms. So these are the invaders from Europe. And they kind of had control for a few hundred years. But in 927, it was united as the Kingdom of England. So that's when England first became a country. We're coming up to the 1000th anniversary of England. That's kind of exciting. Moving on to Wales. So Wales is a fairly small region on the west of England. And it's just across the sea from Ireland, which is more to the west. Now, Wales was conquered. Conquered means they kind of took control of Wales through invasion. It was conquered by King Henry in the 13th century. 13th century. And England also had two attempts to invade Scotland as well. But Scotland were able to keep their independence. And if you have seen the film Braveheart, which I haven't, to be honest, but I think this is what the film Braveheart is about, is that second battle for Scottish independence. Um, in the 1530s, coming up much closer to the present, King Henry VIII made Wales have the same laws as England. So at this point, kind of, this was like where Wales kind of became the same country as England. It was kind of connected, making it more official. And Scotland and England, so Scotland, just to recap, is the kind of land to the north of England. And it's like very mountainous, or more mountainous, more rural. And of course, a bit colder too. Scotland and England eventually became one country in 1707 under Queen Anne. There are many reasons for this, I found out. Uh, one reason was that Scotland was in debt, which means they owed a lot of money because they were trying to establish a colony in the Americas. And just like many people were doing at this time, they were trying to kind of move some people to America, but they were in debt. They needed some help. So I think at this point it made sense for them to kind of merge with England. And there were many other reasons, like religious reasons, political reasons, but I won't get into that too much now. Also, I don't know so much about that. Ireland became a kingdom of England in the 1540s as well. Approximately 200 years ago, in 1801, this was the creation of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Ireland. So this is the year when all of the islands and all of the regions were kind of united into one country, the United Kingdom. So that's been about 200 years now, but it was not so simple. There were still problems. And as you might know from this story and from history that England, in historically, England loves to invade. England is not always so nice to its neighbours. So that's kind of where a lot of tension comes from these days. So in the 20th century, between 1919 and 1921, after World War I, the Irish Republican Army fought for independence from the UK. They wanted to be separate from the UK again. 
and this is when the Irish War of Independence occurred. And this ended with the division, the separation of Ireland into northern and southern regions in 1922. So ever since 1922, again almost a hundred years exactly, the north and the south of Ireland have been separated. And since Brexit, which we'll get to later, there have been kind of talks of reuniting them again, but I think that's been abandoned for now again. So this is the confusing part because the northern region of Ireland remained part of the UK. So it's not connected by land, but it's part of the UK as a country. So now the title, the official title is the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. The southern region became the Irish Free State, now known as the Republic of Ireland. So that is a separate country. They have a separate currency, different passport. It's completely different. So partly due to the complicated past and England's history of invading and conquering, relations, even to this day, are quite tense. So I can't speak for everyone or even anyone, to be honest, because I'm, I am English. But many people in Ireland, Scotland and Wales would prefer to be independent and they would never call themselves British. So it's important to know this so you can avoid offending people. Yes, certainly don't call them English because they are definitely not English. I do find it interesting though how kind of the country of England was created through invasion and through that first invasion from Europe that's where England came from and it's kind of what has defined the country for so many years. Throughout the last thousand years England was invading countries around the world and yeah I don't know this is just kind of a side thought but I find that quite interesting. After World War II each country became more nationalistic, which means they were kind of more patriotic, they cared more about themselves, and many people wanted independence from the UK again. And way up to 2014, a few years ago, Scotland voted to leave the UK, but this vote was lost by 55%. So it was almost 50-50 split but not quite. So Scotland is still part of the UK, but many people there still want to leave. And Brexit, which stands for Britain Exit, so I'm sure most of you will know, you've heard on the news, that Britain is leaving the European Union. This also made relations tricky as well. And this is because the majority of people who wanted to leave the EU were from England, while Scotland and Northern Ireland largely wanted to remain. And of course, if they were separate countries, they would have remained. You know, the vote would have been very different. So this kind of made tensions a little bit higher. However, me as an English person, if I travel to these regions, I will not get any racism or any problems. People are very friendly. So today you can freely travel between Wales, Scotland and England. You can just move up and down very easily. Of course, you can get a boat or a plane over to Northern Ireland quite easily as well. 
The culture is really fantastic to see as you travel through such a small island. But the differences can be so big, so vast. Each region has its own language, its own English accent as well, as you probably know. Some of these accents are, you know, depending on who you ask, it could be the hardest ones to understand in the world for English learners. And even for me, I do struggle understanding the Scottish and Irish accent sometimes because I'm so far south, I'm quite far away from them. So if you do come to the UK in the future, or the British Isles, I should say, I highly recommend a visit to these other regions, these other nations, you know, Wales, Scotland, England, Ireland. Maybe just don't just go to London because there's so much more outside. There's so much culture and history to be kind of unearthed and learnt about there too. And yet, as I said in my what, podcast 21, my county of Cornwall is a Celtic region. Now, the Celts were kind of like a group of people that lived a long time ago in Cornwall, Wales, Scotland, Ireland, all these places. And there's a lot of history there too, some of which I'm not so certain and not so sure about. Um, there's also a lot of kind of pride in Cornwall. You know, people, some people here like to say, we're Cornish, we're not English, we're Cornish. However, we are not considered a non-English region. And that's because we've been part of England for over a thousand years. So Wales and Scotland, of course, those are not English. Cornwall, it is English. So you can call people down here English if you want to, although many people would prefer to be called Cornish. So it really depends who you talk to, depends who has the most pride. And again, you can listen to podcast 21 if you want to hear a little bit more about Cornwall and the languages here as well. My knowledge on this topic has been exhausted now, which means I've got no more knowledge left to give. And I do want to kind of let you know, it's not really my knowledge. This is all the things I learned through research. So I'm not an expert on this topic, but I find it really interesting. One reason I want to talk about this is because it's good listening practice for you. So hopefully that's been useful. Hopefully you also enjoy the topic. And perhaps more importantly, I think when you're learning a language, it's really important to kind of get a bit more of the background of the history and the culture. It's nice to see the kind of context behind the language. And I find when I'm learning a language, the more I learn about the history, the kind of more connected I feel to that culture and the language. So I hope this little bit of history today has given you that feeling. I hope you've enjoyed it. And as always, let me know. So the best way to let me know, you can head over to the Level Up English forums, leave a comment in the podcast section, tell me what you think. Or you can go to the show notes page, which is still on my regular website. That's ewmichael.com forward slash the UK. On this page, you can leave a comment at the bottom. And if you do that, let me know if you want to see more podcasts like this one, you know, delving into culture and history. Or maybe you're not a fan of these, and that's fine. Let me know politely, and that will be good feedback to get as well. If you want to leave a comment, or if you want to give me a question 
to be answered on a future episode of the podcast, you can go to ewmichael.com forward slash podcast. Leave me a audio question or a written question and I'll answer it on a future episode. And of course, if you want to leave a review for the podcast, that's always very helpful and I will always read it out on an episode too. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Really hope you enjoyed it as always. And I will see you next week back here on the podcast. Thank you so much. You have been listening to the Level Up English podcast. If you would like to leave a question to be answered on a future episode, please go to my website, ewmichael.com forward slash podcast. And I'll answer your question on a future episode. Thanks for listening. At the beginning of today's show, I gave you the word we, a wee little chat that we had today, W-E-E. Have you heard this before? There are many words that come from Scottish and Irish and Welsh into the English language. This one I think is probably one of the most common and it's used around the island as well. It has a very similar meaning to small or little. So if we had a wee chat, that means we had a little chat. I'll see you in a wee bit for next week's podcast episode.